On today's episode of Locked On Mariners, we've got a couple cool minor league signings to talk about, and then we're going to get into your mock trades for Fan Fiction Friday. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? It is Friday, February 10th, 2023. This is Titan Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast, brought to you by FanDuel, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description below. It is Fan Fiction Friday today. That's the uh, show where Colby and I react to and grade your Mariners trade proposals. We'll be getting into those a little later on, though. We have a, a couple things that we have to cover here before we do including the fact that we are going back to our full slate starting on Monday, five shows a week. Yes, we are back to five shows a week starting on Monday because pitchers and catchers for the WBC are reporting on uh, Sunday. And then the rest of the pitchers and catchers who are just participating in spring training overall going to be reporting a couple days later. And we're going to be in the full swing of things here for spring training. So yeah, you guys are getting a whole lot more of us. Colby is very excited, very thrilled about that. Uh, we're also going to be doing some shorts, going to be doing some other things here to uh, give you guys some content. But yeah, we're going to be full go from next week all the way to the winter meetings, essentially, this December. I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's right. All right. Uh, I know something that will excite you, though. Leonis Martin is back, Colby. Our boy. We love Leonis mm -hmm. Martin here. We stand Leonis Martin here on the uh, Locked On Mariners podcast. This is one that I was not expecting to see. Uh, we got a couple of non-roster invites over the last couple of days. Um, there's a lot of guys that we've looked at as possible non-roster invitee uh, candidates. Uh, but Leonis Martin certainly did not ever cross my mind. Uh, he's been over in Japan for the last few years, coming off of a pretty down year for him, but he is back. He's going to get an opportunity here uh, to uh, find his way back into uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, the thing here that I'm really interested in, you know, Leonis is still only 34 years old, but kind of curious, you know, notoriously just a great clubhouse guy. I kind of wonder if this is maybe the first step for him to get more involved with the organization as like an advisor or a coach or, or something along those lines. But uh, yeah, Colby Leonis is back. What do you think? Well, I think it's disrespectful to just assume his career is over. So, you know, shame on you, Ty. Uh, you're going to be shocked when he gets 400 plate appearances as a left fielder and puts up three wins. So yeah, I'm, I'm down sorry, for the, Jared. I'm down for the last Sorry, part, Jared. Yeah. It's, it's Leonis. And, you know, some of us were more excited than others. Some of us wanted to do an emergency pod. Others didn't. I don't want to name names, but I think hey, the direct hey, quote was hey. like, why would we Why would we do an emergency pod about a camp body? Which, whoa, again, disrespectful it, to Leonis. Hey, if you have 20 to 30 minutes worth of content on Leonis Martin, by all means. How you could do you it not? If you're the guy the had a mariachi show, band follow him around spring training one day. I mean, come on. like. Hey, and also, if you're the star of the show, you can do it on your own, man. If you're the talent. I could. I am trying to throw you a bone, man. All right? You need to be more grateful when I do I'm that. Trying to throw, I'm, I'm trying to throw you a bone. I'm trying to throw you a bone and, you know, and say, you wanna, hey. 
you are actually let us know in the comments down below guys no let us know in the comments down below you know who do you think would be better at a solo show the answer is probably ty but um (laughs) well considering that i have actually done a solo show before yeah and it went great anyways actually did pretty uh, well numbers wise (laughs) don't make me pull the receipts I'll pull the receipts. Okay, then you can pull all the receipts of the 10,000 view episodes that we have and see, oh, who's on those ones? Me. Interesting. Anyways, um, so yeah, I don't know what Leonis's role is going to be, uh, you know, and and it's it, the odds that he makes the team are, are obviously very low, uh, but it is interesting. You know, he's 34 years old. Uh, he really showed power, which we kind of already knew he had, but he really showed it in Japan. It's a little bit different. Japan. Numbers in Japan, power numbers, typically don't translate as much as you would like. So um, obviously those get taken with a you know grain of salt. But uh, it, it's one of those things where we'll have to see how it, what he looks like. Can he still run around a little bit? Can he still play the field pretty well? I'm sure he still has a really strong arm. Um, we'll have to see what the bat speed looks like. Um, but yeah, it's interesting uh, that they would they signed him and and you know there doesn't appear to be much of a path for him to make the team. So I, I do think it's fair to, to ask, you know, is he here as kind of like a, a last hurrah before the Mariners, maybe, you know, asking to be a roving instructor or, or some kind of, you know, ambassador to the organization uh, because he's a really good clubhouse guy. You're not going to, you know, you're going to have some at bats to give with the WBC going on. And we'll see, maybe he sticks around in, in AAA Tacoma or, or maybe it's, you know, I try to make the team. I don't. I retire, and now I'm part of the organization. It is interesting, you know. He, he did post on Twitter yesterday that he was coming home to uh, to Seattle, which is uh, it's nice to see. It really is because Leonis, you know, has been around a few clubs, and and mm-hmm. you know, maybe it was just a figure of speech. I don't know, but the fact that he called the Pacific Northwest home it was that was fun. That was nice, yeah, and that's why cool. Leonis is the best. Yeah, we we love Leonis. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so so really cool that he's he's back. By the way. So mm-hmm. Did we ever settle? Is it Leonice or Leonis? I think Dave Sims tried to make it Leonis, but I think it's Leonis. yeah. That's what I I remember him saying. Or, or maybe Leonis. I think it's Leon Leonis. I think that's what it actually is. We'll, yeah, we'll, well we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Let, let let us know if we're wrong. Let us know in the comments. You guys love to let us know when we're wrong anyway. Yeah. Uh, or at least although you're you usually think. wrong. Yeah. At least when you're you, usually when wrong you when you try to correct us, wrong. but yeah. 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 Uh, Whatever. The other one that um, the other NRI that the Mariners have signed here is Carson Fulmer, right-handed mm-hmm. pitcher, former first-round draft pick, former top ten draft pick of yep. the uh, Chicago White Sox. Big fastball was a start Vanderbilt, uh, but it's uh, not been a great uh, career for him in the uh, the majors. He's 29 years old now. Uh, was most recently with the Dodgers organization, did not make uh, an appearance for the Dodgers at the major league level. Uh, last time he was in the majors and uh, pitching uh, was in 2021 with the Reds. He threw 25 and two-thirds innings, 8-4-2 Ks per nine, 4-5-6 walks per nine, a 6-6-6 ERA, folks, and a 4-6-9 FIP. Wow, Carson Fulmer is the man of memes. Uh but yeah, big fastball here, so that's fun. Former first-round pick, former top-ten pick, so we know, you know, that's the whole Jerry Depoto thing. Um, but it's uh, it's interesting, you know. It's it's something that that makes you uh, makes you look at least. So so, what do you think about Fulmer? Nothing. Cool. He's just a dude. There, there's nothing like. 
I don't know how many didn't Fulmer get like DFA like six times one year and he ended up on the Pirates like three separate times. I feel like that was him, but um no, obviously, you know, Jerry likes to take the shots on on the top former top prospects on you know first round picks. So um it's not all that surprising that they would take a shot on Fulmer. Uh, you know, coming out, he was a big fastball guy, and and you know, it was all about hey, does he have enough control and command to to start? Uh, it turns out he didn't have enough control or command to be a reliever, which obviously is a big issue. There have been some injuries as well, but you know, again, it's a big fastball, it's cutter, um, and it's a former top ten pick and top fifty prospect in all of baseball. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the guy Jerry's always going to try and take a shot on. So. Not all that surprising, but I really don't foresee any path to the big leagues, and I'd be pretty shocked to be, um, you know, pitched any meaningful innings for the Mariners uh, yeah. in 2023. Yeah, I mean, you know, if they they think that they've identified something here, then sure, um, sure, it's, it's worth a shot. Yeah, it doesn't cost you anything, but yeah, kick the tires on them, see see what's there, and I think uh, there's like nine guys ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, maybe on the Mariners the- have maybe the Mariners have some answers that other teams. For Carson Fulmer. Yeah. Doubt it, but who knows? Uh, this is, yeah. you know, one of the model uh, pitching development staffs in, in all of baseball. So you never know. And I mean, yep. uh, Fulmer, I mean, he was with the Dodgers, though, this past year. So uh, if the, uh, the Dodgers couldn't figure it out for him, then mm, pro- probably not. Probably not. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll like see. I said, you, you never know. All right. So yeah, uh, Carson Fulmer, Leonis Martin, a couple fun pickups. I like those. We'll see what. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we'll see what they can bring in uh, in spring uh, and see if they're anything more than uh, what we're uh, thinking here. All right. We're going to get into your trades in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by FanDuel. Now, we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. Yeah, that's right. FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet on uh, Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. Here's how things are looking for Super Bowl 57 MVP. We got the quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, both at plus 130. And Travis Kelsey sits at plus 1,600. A.J. Brown at 1,800. Miles Sanders at plus 2,500. And Devontae Smith at plus 3,100. And everyone else is below those guys, of course. Uh, The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on super bowl 57 that's fanduel.com slash l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n make every moment more with fanduel the official sportsbook partner of the nfl and you're listening to the locked on mariners podcast thank you again for making us your first listen it is fan fiction friday let's get into your mariners mock trades Going to be doing a few of them on today's show. And we're going to start with Langston here, who has a one-for-one swap with the Rockies. Rockies get Chris Flexen. Mariners get CJ Crone, the first baseman, who uh, would DH a little bit for them, come off the bench, play a little bit of first, etc. Um, from a valuation standpoint, this is more than fine, in my opinion, at least. Um, 
but from the Rockies perspective, I don't know if they would really want Chris Flexen. I don't know what they would do with Chris Flexen. He only has a year left. He's not a young asset either, really. Like, I just I don't know what the appeal of Chris Flexen is to a team like the Colorado Colorado Rockies, and given where they are right now. Uh, but valuation standpoint, this is fine. I'll give this one like a forty-five. It's you know a rental first baseman for a rental back end starter. That's usually about right, but this is why the teams that you pick, they're so important because the Rockies don't have any need for Chris Flexen, um, and the Mariners really only have a, a slight need for C.J. Crone um, because as much as people want there to be a full-time DH in Seattle, there's not going to be, and the guy they bring in to be the primary DH, he's not going to be first base only. So, um, yeah, Crone's not even a great fit either, so... Uh, I think the valuation is fine. I just think that you have to consider what both teams are looking for and what they're trying to accomplish with this trade. And I don't think this trade would accomplish anything really for either team. Uh, it would help Seattle, sure. It might help. It might help Colorado, but it just—it's not a fit. So I'm going to give it a. And even if you're Colorado and you're thinking like, all right, let's acquire Flex and hope that he pops, and then we'll try and flip him at the deadline. Even if he pops, there's there's a pretty big cap on that on on what he can be ceiling wise so you're not yeah. going to get a ton for him i just i don't know if you're trading cj crone i'd rather like if just from a rockies perspective i'd rather just get a prospect yeah you know, take a flyer right. on someone mm-hmm. agreed uh did you say a score or a great a 40 40 right yeah all right next up we got alex uh another one for one this time with the orioles cade marlowe to the orioles uh, for left-handed reliever CNL Perez, who's coming off of a uh, career year by his standards, been rough for him outside of this past year, though. Uh, and I know you know everyone wants the lefty reliever. I haven't really gotten into his splits. I don't know if he's actually a, a you know a lefty specialist or whatnot. Um, this is fine. I mean, because you know this is a guy that has a lot of club control, uh, and if he's actually figured some things out here, I mean, he was worth a full win this past season. That's a good pickup, especially, you know, from if you're trading from your excess of, you know, outfielders. Uh, but I'm I'm really fascinated with Cade Marlowe. I would really like to see him in a Mariners uniform and just see what that looks like a little bit before trading him now. Uh, and I don't know if Perez is really the guy that I'm taking to forego that opportunity to see Marlowe. Um, but yeah, this is this is interesting. This is creative. Uh, Perez is not someone that we've talked about, so I'll give this one uh, 50. Colby? Why would Baltimore trade Perez um, for Cade Marlowe? Uh, I think that's that's the question. Um, I don't think it's terrible. Perez to like walked everybody until last year, um, so you kind of have to believe you're the Mariners that – he's got that figured out because what you can't have is a a reliever walking six guys per nine innings, right? Like the Mariners are never going to have that. Um, If there's somebody who does approach that, they're going to be in the minor leagues really quick. So you have to believe Perez is for lack of a better term fixed. Um, And you have to believe that really you have to believe that Jared Kelnick or Taylor Trammell is, is going to hit in the big leagues because kind of the thing that the Mariners have going for them in left field right now is that they have three kind of like question marks and they're and they're playing the odds that one of them hits well you take one of those guys away then it's a little more pressure on Tramel. it's a little more pressure on on kelnick unless you want to play pollock every day which you you shouldn't want to do so 
Um, it's an interesting trade. I think the valuation is is okay. I, I don't really know what the Orioles are doing. They had this big year last year, and then they really didn't do anything to make it better. Well, and their, uh, their GM has outright said, you know, we're we're kind of looking at this as a development year. You know, we we right. want to we kind of just want to <laughs> gradually go from where we were last year and, and do that that way instead of you know adding on top of it. I just right. I don't know. It's a weird strategy for them. That's dumb. A weird, yeah, yeah. It's dumb because the Orioles have. The, the the pieces to and, and, you know and, take you know, that next mind, step and bear in mind this is the team that traded jorge lopez at the deadline amidst mm-hmm. being like what three games out of the wild card at the time that they yep. did that and mancini yep and mancini so, yeah so yeah the orioles like it's like the orioles pick like we will not be competitive until 2024 and even if everything changes to make it possible in 22 and 23 no we will not try and be good until 2024 so uh, but anyways, that's this is a locked on Orioles. So uh, I'd give this one a, I'll give it a 45, 45, 50, somewhere in that range. It's not bad. Yeah. Put it out of 48. Split the difference. 47 Ooh. and a half. Ooh. Uh, but yeah, no, Coward. I'm going, I'm I'm going 50 on it. Uh, personally, I, I think it's, I think it's cool. I think it's interesting. And I, I think both sides, I think there's a strong argument for both sides to do it. Um, Yeah. I might dive into Perez a little bit more. He's interesting uh, and figure out a little bit more about him. All right. Um, Coach JP has a deal with the Braves. Mariners get Marcelo Zuna and Ian Ritchie Jr. Uh, and Braves get Flexen and Tremel. Yeah, I have no interest in Marcelo Zuna for a multitude of reasons. He's been bad the last couple of years. He's just not a good dude. Uh, and uh, Ian Ritchie Jr. is not enough for me to take on the money that Ozuna um is carrying uh especially for Tremel. uh i could really care less about flexing in this situation but uh, yeah uh, giving up a legitimate way, asset so, in Tremel. yeah so with the braves the braves couldn't care less about chris flexen so um yeah essentially it's it's a contract swap where the mariners are taking on not only a lot more money but a much bigger headache and a much less valuable player to you than than even flexing believe it or not um and then it's Ian Ritchie for Tremel. I yeah, I like Ian Ritchie. Why, Dude, I too, but why, why would the Braves yeah. do that? Yeah, no, no. The Braves yeah, don't no. need Tremel. They don't need Flexen. So, are they willing to attach Ian Ritchie to get somebody to take Marcelo Zuna? Yeah. And if they are, then the Mariners shouldn't have to give up somebody like Tremel. Yeah, and from a money standpoint, yeah, again, yeah, from a money standpoint, like I'm giving up one year and eight million dollars for two years and thirty six. I'm good. Yeah. I have no, no interest. Yeah. Right. Uh, so <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Essentially for me, it's like, if you want me to take Ozuna's contract from you, mm-hmm. you're just going to give me Ian Richie. I'm not giving you anything. Yeah. Right. And, and on top of that, it's even more so true because of the off the field issues, which is being generous, uh, that Marcel right. Ozuna has had over the last few years. So, right. yeah. yeah, I'm not giving you even Chris Flexen for those two. So yeah, that's how no bad interest. of a, that's how bad of an anchor Marcelo Zuna is. The the off the field issues. That's that's where it begins and ends there for me uh, with this conversation. Right. To be quite well, frank but, with you, right? But then even you add the like how terrible he's been on the field. He can't play defense. Um, and the contract. And again, it's just it's all right. Bad. It just yeah. no, there no. Like yeah. the Mariners would essentially be paying thirty uh, forty million dollars for Ian Ritchie, mm-hmm. who I like. Don't like that much. Yeah. I'm out. And and let's just be real about it. Teams only excuse off the field issues if you're really good. And yep. he's not even that. 
He's not even that. So what what's the point of bringing in someone like that if he's not even good? And I have to pay yeah. him a ton of money. I have to pay him eighteen million dollars a year for the next two years. Right. No. I'm essentially paying him to just go away because the Mariners are not going to pay Marcelo Zuna and then play him. They're not going to yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I I know you were trying to uh, you know get creative with this and maybe find a creative way to get Ian Ritchie Jr. on the on the Mariners because I think that that was your angle here. You were talking a little bit about yeah. the uh, you know the the Pacific Northwest connection and everything. Um, but yeah, this is like a this might be the lowest grade we could give, uh, which is twenty because this is just it's a right. it's a non-starter from a ton of different angles for me. Right. And like, I, I appreciate the creativity. And like I said, I like Ian Richie too, but you don't like forsake everything your organization stands for to get Ian Richie. Yeah. Like you, you know, it's not worth the headache. You have like six Ian Richies in your organization. You're, you're going to be fine. So mm-hmm. um, I have to assume here that coach maybe knows the Richie family or, you know, is, is somehow connected to them. Um, or is just unaware of, of the Marcelo Zuna stuff off the field. Um, but those are all red flags that, yeah, it's, but even, like, even if you put that aside, which you shouldn't, but even if right. you put that stuff aside, just the on field production or lack thereof, and then the $18 million per year. No, I'm so out. No. I have no interest in doing yeah. that. Right. Not for, like not if, for I want, if, if I wanted to go spend that kind of money on an aging outfielder who's declining, I just go hit up the Rockies about Charlie Blackman. Yeah, or I could have, I could have just given uh, Mitch Haniger the qualifying offer, which you know is like, I mean? so, and Mitch Haniger is actually like a good player. Blackman, yeah, and he's, Ozuna, and not. he's a, yeah, and he's a good guy. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, it just no, it's it's a no for me. I see the thought process behind it. I get it. It's pretty creative, but it's just dead on arrival because of Ozuna. Uh, just everything about Marcel Ozuna. Yeah, yeah, the whole package. All right, uh, we got one, two, three more trades to go here on today's show. But before we get into those, a quick reminder, today's episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. And if you're like me where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've got just the thing for you. you got to try Built. What Built Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious you won't think they're good for you perfect for your new year's resolution what makes built bars so good well for starters they are all covered in 100 percent real chocolate that's right real chocolate and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro peanut butter brownie and coconut almond i'm not sure how built does it but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros and what's even better is that they are healthy only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein and now you don't need to wait around to get a box for years we've been talking about ordering your built bars at built.com now you can get them at your local walmart or sam's club that's right head to your nearest walmart today walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars you can pick up a four bar box box of cookies and cream double chocolate or coconut puffs and if you're close to sam's club run in grab a 13 bar box with our hit flavors brownie batter and churro you can thank me later all right final few trades here on fan fiction friday for our final week on our three show slate remember we are going back to a full schedule starting next week you're getting us monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday 
every single week until the middle of December. I keep on saying it just to torture Colby. Next trade comes from Alex Ledbetter. Friend of the show, Alex Ledbetter, one of our former writers over at the uh, website that must not be named. Uh, Mariners receive one year of right-handed reliever Scott Barlow from the Royals. Oh, Colby, you're going to hate this. This is going to be 20. an automatic 20 from you. Yep, yep. Outfielder Taylor Trammell and infielder Hogan Windish. Yeah. 20. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I assumed as much. Um, I'll, I'll be the one to give you a serious answer here, Alex. I don't think this is enough for Scott Barlow, to be quite honest with you. I think the Royals are going to want something more on the top end than Trammell and, the, you know, and, and Windish. Windish is a wonderful player that, that, that Colby and I really like, uh, but I don't think a lot of people know about him just yet. Um, and Trammell is someone that still hasn't really been able to figure it out at the major league level. Uh, I just don't know if that's going to be something that the Royals are interested in giving up uh, or in, in taking for, uh, or giving up Barlow for rather. So, and I think that's too much to give up for Barlow one year, one year Barlow, one year no. Barlow, but he's <laughs> nope. been really good, man. He's been really care. good. Yeah. I don't care. I just, and also the, the Royals are weird, right? The Royals have always been weird. They've always overly valued their players. Um, they're overly loyal to a lot of their players or have been, uh, at least under Dayton Moore. Now Dayton Moore is gone, of course, so maybe that philosophy has changed a bit. But still, this, right. uh, this is an organization that hasn't been the easiest to trade with in the past, uh, particularly on guys that have been homegrown, like uh, I believe Barlow was, right? Um, I don't think I'd give up a top 30 prospect for any rental reliever right now. Right now. When we see what happens in spring training. Obviously, a guy gets hurt or, or something, then things change. But I'm comfortable go rolling with the bullpen as it is right now and see what happens. And then if we get into May and June and I have to make a change, then I can do that for a lot less than those two guys. What did Michael Fulmer going to cost me? Nothing. So I'm good. I mean, Barlow's a significantly better reliever than than michael fulmer at this point mm. yeah mm, no I, mean, yeah. I wouldn't give up Cade marlowe for edwin diaz so i'm sorry no uh Obviously. also that, that's also more about quick, the contract though quick, quick on barlow though uh he actually uh started his career uh with the dodgers organization uh, and then he, uh, he went over to the Royals. Uh, so not necessarily homegrown guy, but a guy that made his way through the minor league ranks and eventually made his debut with the Royals. Um, yeah, they're just, they're weird. Uh, I'll give this 30, nah, 40. I'll give it a 40. 20. Nice. I stand by it. Yep. I knew you would. All right. Uh, we got a couple Hogan's of heroes. What? We, <laughs> wow. Uh, you already got your fan club, huh? Already got the name picked out and everything. Bowers Rangers. Yeah. Yes. When's the when's the Sea Dragons uh podcast coming, by the way? Well, David Locke won't get back to me, so I'm assuming never. Locked on Sea Coward. Dragons. Coward. <laughs> right, exactly. Did... That's how I would sign off every show. Anyways. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you would. I'm sure you would. Uh Daisy and the Dingo has a couple of um prospect swaps to to go over here. Uh the first one is with the Cardinals. It's uh, Mariners get Alec Burleson, uh, who actually made his major league debut this past year. Did not go well. Um, first base, corner outfield, DH type, one of those dudes. Uh, and then uh, Cardinals get Emerson Hancock, 
so this is a pretty um, expensive venture for the Mariners here. Do you like Burleson enough to give up Hancock? No, no. I'm out. Yeah, I don't either. He's a uh, can't play defense. He's got a hit uh, to have any value to you whatsoever. Those type of guys, I'd rather have the number four starter with Hancock because I feel like the number four starter thing is essentially something you can bank on with Hancock. Mm. Burleson just he doesn't do enough good things for me to give that up because it just in general value the pitcher more than the hitter in trade talks. Typically that's how clubs act. So uh, it's not a bad idea, uh, but Burleson just, he does nothing for me. I'm not a fan of his um, as a prospect. Uh, So I just don't think he's a great fit either. Um, Yeah. Like he can, you know, you can stand him out there in a corner outfield spot, but he's not going to do anything for you. And, you really uh, shouldn't, though. You really shouldn't, though. And yeah, I just, you know, there's better options for you uh, if you really want to go like a full time DH or a first base DH type or a first base corner outfield DH type who might right. actually give you like a little bit better defense. If that's the route that you actually want to go, I, I I don't think that you need to trade Emerson Hancock for that dude. Right. Burleson, again, doesn't feel, doesn't run. Uh, actually repeated AAA uh, before he found success. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's an overrated prospect. I, I really don't think he's anything that special. Um, so I'm out. And, I mean, to be fair, right now Hancock isn't really anything that special. Not yet, at least. So Sure. He carries I more get it. weight. His name carries more weight, though. Right, now. right, but again, Burleson is a guy who should really only be playing first base, and he doesn't even have tremendous power. It's like average-ish power, so he's got to hit. He's got to hit 280 to to right. carry any kind of like with with good on base skills, which he he's flashed, but hasn't consistently shown. He just makes a lot of contact, mm-hmm. which is kind of a guy I, for me. I accidentally spoiled our next trade. I'm gonna give <laughs> the uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give the the Burleson Hancock trade a 35. I'll give him uh, a 40. The other one from Daisy and the Dingo, it's another um it's another one where the Mariners get a position player and uh the mm-hmm. uh, and uh they trade a, a pitcher. Uh they trade Taylor Dollar to the Blue Jays here, uh for Addison Barger, uh who's a corner and field guy, third base, uh, can mm-hmm. play a little bit of shortstop. I think he's gonna end up at third though. Um he's just too good for Taylor Dollar. He's too good at this point. Barger Barger he's, has dominated every level of the minors. He's 23 years old. I think he's going to get a real opportunity to make the the Blue Jays major league club uh, either out of camp or pretty quick um, after. Um, they're pretty high on him, too, the way that they right. I've heard them talk about him. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think that he's anyone that they would uh, that they would trade for, for Taylor Dollard. So, uh, yeah, he, he's going to be 23 all year. Um, like you yeah. said, he's he's raked everywhere. He got a cup of coffee at AAA last year, but he spent you know most he he jumped three levels last year. Yeah, went from high A ball to AAA. And now he's got a shot to make the the big league roster. I get why you're asking about him. The the Blue Jays, you know, obviously Bo Bichette's going anywhere for a while. Um, who is the baseman for Toronto? Oh, Chapman. Yeah, Matt Chapman. How could I forget yeah. Matt Chapman? You know, poor man's A. Eugenio Suarez, but um, and then they have like five billion second basemen on that team, right? right. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, so I get why you're asking about him. I just don't think Dollar does anything for the Blue Jays. Um, and Dollar's a guy who actually could help the the Mariners this year. So you want to be careful about trading from your starting pitching depth. Um, 
little bit here. Uh, I think the Blue Jays do this deal. I think I think a guy like is it pronounced Barger? Yeah, Barger. Um, I, I think he might be available at some point this year. I think the Blue Jays are going to be if they do trade him, they're going to trade him for impact major leaguer. Yeah, right he's now. he's going to be in a package at the deadline for right. like a starting pitcher or something. Yeah. Right, or they're going to go out and get a, a left fielder, or, or they're going to go out and get like the the plus bullpen arm they really need. Um, that's what they're going to use Barger for, not not to prospect swap him for a a number five starter. Yeah, and a guy that you know, and dollars who's frankly going to be further. I I would say probably further down the totem pole of starting pitchers in Toronto than he is in Seattle right now. Um, right. Especially once, once Rue gets back. Cause I think Rue's supposed to get back at some point this year. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it just, we'll I, see. yeah, I don't think this is a, this is something the blue Jays would even entertain to be quite frank with you. Just everything that I know about Barger. Um, but yeah, I'll go Barger. Sorry, I'll go 40 on this just cause it's a little more creative and it makes more sense for the Mariners mm-hmm. than, than the Burleson idea. Um, yeah, yeah, I would agree. It, I, I just I don't think it, there's any uh, realistic chance of yeah. this happening though. I think if you want Barger on the Mariners, like if that was like your only priority, and obviously it's not. We know it's Daisy's not, but Daisy's not only pri- it's not Daisy's only priority <laughs> to get Barger on the Mariners. Um, but if it was hypothetically, then I think you're giving up like Paul Seawold at least. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone uh, that, I'll someone that significantly helps the uh, the Blue Jays at the major league level. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. All right, I'm going to say it one more time. Next week, we are going back to five shows a week. So this little routine that you found yourselves in where you're only checking on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays for our show, stop it. Check us out on Tuesdays and Thursdays as well because we're going to be releasing episodes on those days from Monday until the middle of December. Now, there's going to be a few days here and there where you know something comes up and we don't do a show or we're like, you know what? I don't feel like doing a show today and we're just not going to do a show. But for the most part, we're going to be doing shows five times a week, every single week. Say it one more time, just to break Colby's heart even further. Five you say it one more time. I'm not going to give away this Matt Brash autograph card. Wow. Is that the same one that you got me? for Christmas? No, actually I think it's a little di- same picture, I think, but I think it's a little mm-hmm. different. Gotcha. Number well, autographed. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. All right, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, I also have a little something-something that I'm uh, planning on doing as well, but maybe I'll save that for the week after then since you're doing that next week. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll do two giveaways simultaneously. We'll do do two simultaneous giveaways. All right, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. Now make your second listen. Locked on MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day. Wow, I messed up my tagline. We'll see you on Monday. Peace.